0: Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure of speaking today with Felix Mohan, CEO at CISO Cybersecurity. He would be talking about deception technology and he will share with us some real world cases for deception technology. Welcome, Felix.
1: Hi, Suparna.
0: Felix, I wanted to start by asking you, if you were to ask a CISO to invest in deception technology, what would be your arguments in favor of the technology?
1: Actually, there are a lot of arguments today for deception technology as being a part of the overall security stack. For one, it improves detection tremendously. As we are all aware today, prevention technologies have been proven ineffective. And the focus is on detection and response. And in this perspective, having controls or technologies that improve the accuracy and speed of detection becomes crucial. Now, deception technologies can form the proverbial last line of defense when all other prevention technologies have been bypassed. Secondly, the accuracy of detection that is thrown up by deception technologies is far greater than normal uh, detection technologies. For one, the false positives are almost zero. And false positives is quite a bane. Insecurity because the teams have to waste a lot of time and effort in investigating every false positive. So accuracy is very important and byproduct of deception technologies. Then the other thing is, as I mentioned, early detection. All detection technologies today either detect while the attack is in progress or when the attack has got over after the incident. By which time, you know, you can say the the horses have fled the stable deception technologies allow one to detect an attack before the incident and that's a great value add to security professionals secondly deception technologies permit a plethora of pretty accurate detection of lateral movements which is perhaps the signature of every attacker today you can detect malicious insiders you can, you can detect credential theft very easily and also malware.
0: So Felix, apart from detection, what are some of the other benefits of deception technology?
1: So apart from the detection part, deception technologies also can act as a deterrent because advanced attackers tend to be very particular about not being exposed by the victims and they go to great lengths to hide themselves and fly under the radar. You know, if they get an inkling that in a particular network, there could be deception technologies deployed, it automatically puts them on the slow mode. They have to go very, very carefully. So therefore, by deception, you slow down attacks tremendously. Then, of course, it has got certain other benefits, which, you know, normal security controls do not. Like, say, for one, it's a great tool to develop internal threat intelligence, because when an attacker engages with a deception decoy, you can actually study what he is doing, his methods, his TTPs, can be accurately figured out and which can then be passed to, to platforms like SIEMs and incident response platforms, IRPs, for taking a response action. So therefore, deception technologies today are an end-to-end solution. You have detections, you have deterrence, you have intelligence gathering and, you know, response. Added to all this deception technology is for for detection particularly is also very cost effective because you can only deploy decoys where it is absolutely necessary like say around and in the vicinity of your crown jewels so your cost per se comes down you know for detection then of course there are certain cases when logs and events and flows may not be possible to be collected like ev- almost every detection technology today other than deception right requires an analysis of logs or events or flows there could be instances in networks where f- network flows may not be available because of privacy regulations etc there could be some legacy tools w- which may not be generating the required logs so effectively in these instances, the only option left for CISOs is to deploy deception technologies. So these are the plus points I think which goes very well in favor of, of deception technologies. And to sum it up, I think it's a it's a strategy that whose time has come. Like there was at one time a strategy for moving from prevention focus to detection response and resilience i think to this whole stack a strategy of deception which traditionally has been a very important military in a stratagem right needs to now come into cyber security
0: so felix of course you as you said people are deploying deception technology There's a lot of talks around them can you clear this like what according to you are some myths around deception technology
1: yeah see as i already mentioned there are numerous plus points for deception technologies which actually gets diminished by its hangover of honeypots you know when when this whole thing came up in the cyber domain it started with honeypots, which were more of a research-oriented external looking uh, deployments so people tend to look at deception technologies today from the same lens as the earlier honeypots which essentially were external looking whereas today Deception technologies are in-network technologies. They are like, you know, for detecting activities, malicious activities that are occurring within the network. That's one very big difference. Secondly, like uh, honeypots earlier were very easy to fingerprint or detect and avoid. So the concept, you know, and the perception in people's mind is that maybe the current deception technologies can also be equally bypassed or fingerprinted. It's not really so because today's decoys are real systems. They can be made as authentic as required to fool attackers. So that's again a myth that exists that it can be bypassed. Then, of course, the other aspects of honeypot is that it's very difficult to implement and deploy. Yes, because honeypot started in the research labs. It required specialists to like and actually deploy, maintain, etc. Not so any longer in the in the modern deception technologies. You can actually deploy deception tools automatically. It's very simple to do that. So that's another myth that exists from the honeypot era. And then of course, like in the honeypots, they added very little value. Or no value, you know, as compared to the effort it took to maintain them. And therefore, the, the perception is that even today deception technologies may add or are adding little value. It's incorrect. Deception technologies add significant or can add significant value to the overall security stack and effort of the CISO in preventing attacks. So the, these are the four myths, Subarna. That is, you know, external focused, easy to bypass, difficult to implement little value. All these are like, you know, myths which are no longer uh, applicable.
0: Okay. But is there something that probably, for which probably deception technology is not suitable?
1: See, deception technology is not uh, related to an attack per se. It is to actually, it's more to do with information hiding or manipulation, which is very different from the traditional forms of security technologies that like, you know, are focused on protecting certain categories Of attacks. But then there are certain challenges or difficulties that exist in deception technologies, per se. For one, as I mentioned, it's very important for deception technology to be successful and effective. For for this, the decoys that are used, decoys or breadcrumbs or lures, etc. They need to be extremely authentic. That is where the real catch is. If it is not authentic, the deception can be fingerprinted. So the complexity of making something look decoys, etc. look authentic is complex. Secondly, they need to be changing in time, in step with what's happening within the network. Therefore, it has to be dynamically changing it. Of course, there are now technology deception technologies are coming in into into four with uh, which uses machine learning to pick up the changes in the network and devices and accordingly like change the configurations within the decoys. But that's yet not like become mainstream. Then, of course, you have problems about leading the attacker to the decoy because while you can have decoys implemented in your network, the question comes: how many of them? So that you would have limited decoys at certain points within the network where, uh, you know, where they deploy. The attacker can actually enter the network from any asset, any endpoint or network entity. So from there, you need to be able to make the attacker come to a decoy for which the technology, deception technologies use the concept of breadcrumbs. Right, to drive them there. So it's a challenge to be able to bring the attacker to a decoy. then of course the, the other challenge is where do you deploy while you can deploy these decoys etc in typical terrestrial networks today the networks itself and the infrastructure of organizations have scaled to different dimensions. you need to be able to put these deceptions in IOTs, in clouds, in virtualized environments, you know in containers, so that's, again, a challenge, the scale and the scalability of the positioning of this deception technology. Then, of course, there's also an issue related to or what I would say, securing the decoys itself. By definition, decoys are vulnerable assets which have been placed to attract attackers. The fact that they are, ta- they are vulnerable, attackers can actually like, you know, compromise them. And since these decoys are typically connected with SIEMs or other platforms for incident response, the attacker can actually move, worm his way through from the compromised decoy into these other solutions and other platforms, and maybe even compromise those. So securing these are very important. And then, of course, like all other security technologies need testing. Deception also, deception solutions need testing for its effectiveness. But unlike uh, most other security technologies, testing is very, very difficult, you know, when it comes to deception technologies, the effectiveness of the thing. So these are the basic challenges that uh, deception technologies have.
0: Can you give some few use cases of deception technology, real-world cases.
1: The first thing that comes to mind is lateral movement. Almost all organizations that are breached, are breached by attackers who enter and move laterally till they find their targets. So the movement, the lateral movement, while they can be detected by uh, other detection technologies, deception is one more defense and a very important one to detect lateral movement. So to that extent, all industries would like, you know, find deception technologies useful for detecting lateral movement. Then it comes to insider threat. Again, all, all sectors have problems with malicious insiders. Deception technologies like provide a very good medium to be able to detect and isolate malicious users by, you know, using breadcrumbs, et cetera, to see what they're doing, you know, abnormal from their normal day-to-day activity. Then there are sectors like, say, the financial sector and where these attackers, they study the processes within an organization over a length of time before breaching. Let's say, take, for example, the Bank of Bangladesh attack on the SWIFT. They actually, like, breached the bank and they studied the process for a long time. I mean, they were living inside the network. These kind of attacks can be detected by deception technologies because one way or the other, they will trip on a. On a decoy and that's when their game is up, that's one. Then of course, healthcare sectors also, especially where you have very sensitive health equipment, you can actually like, you know, put these decoys around and in the vicinity of these devices to find out whether they've been breached. Or not. So these are some of the use cases. Oh, okay. Yes, Abhanams.
0: Thank you, Felix. Thanks a lot for sharing our thoughts on deception technology.
1: You're welcome.
0: You're listening to Felix Mohan for ISMJ in This is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.